0: orb presents powerless in the face of death
1: this is gary butterfield
0: this is cole ross
1: and welcome to season two of orb
0: the boys are back
1: the boys are back in town and out of town
0: Yeah, we are here, uh, beginning season two, um, and wow, we're cooking with gas now, Gary.
1: Yeah, the season is good. The show was good before. That was our thesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the increasing quality is marked. Yep, I find the density and quality of jokes <laughs> uh, and, and in this and kind of ambition of shtick.
0: Yes, not just the death montage, which is like top ten moments in the show for mm-hmm. me. Yeah.
1: The intro is one of my favorite things they've ever done. <laughs> uh, the montage is is so good. Yep. Um yeah, we're we're back and it's good now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for season 2, we're talking about Powerless in the Face of Death, which originally aired on June 25th in 2006. Uh, this was written by Hammer and Public. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you might expect for a uh, big premiere. Uh, and this was directed by Jackson Public.
0: Yes uh and they had two things that they had to do with this one they had to uh get the boys back and they had to get the monarch out of prison uh they do that but also they have a bunch of fun otherwise uh picking up some of these threads from season one and kind of starting the process of uh, getting them woven into a more kind of cohesive and serialized form that the show would ultimately take yeah
1: this is a really dense episode yeah um, and that's going to kind of be a watchword for the show going forward. Um, you know, they only have a couple little plot things that need to happen, but you have to kind of keep, you know, the dialogue in this moves fast, Yes. you know, and there are there are times when the, uh, this is where the kind of comic rhythms mm-hmm. of the banter really start to work, yeah. uh, for me with the kind of back and forth, specifically the scene with the henchman in this and the scene with uh <laughs> phantom limb and King gorilla, uh, you know, where it just, it's, it's real quick. Yes. Uh, They do a good job.
0: Mm -hmm. And even like unspoken communication. I think like the animation acting work that they do on Brock and and obviously, um, uh, you know, the voice acting as well. Uh, But uh, just the way that Brock communicates how 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 unremarkable the boy's death was Mm -hmm. is really good and dense. Like there's just a bunch of good stuff that happens in the animation in terms of characterization as well.
1: Yeah, well done. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a commentary for this one. There are a lot more commentaries. Yes, on the season. Whether we'll add content to this sh- content to this show, who knows? <laughs> yeah, because uh, this one doesn't do a lot. Um, James Rabaniak is there, and they mostly just do voices. Yes, and it's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. But that, that's about it.
0: Yeah. A little, a little frustrating. I, I didn't leave myself enough time. So a little frustrating to sit there watching the clock c- uh, click up toward recording time. And I'm just like tr- trying desperately to make notes and like say something, damn it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I guess one of the things that we got to learn uh, yeah. is that maybe we're not going to get tons of gold. Probably not. Commentaries.
0: Probably.
1: Uh, well, they're still fun to listen to. I just mm-hmm. need to start treating them like a treat.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, some things revealed in the commentary and then also in the art book. Uh, this was not the first episode that they wrote. They, uh, they, I think they said this was like the sixth or so episode that they, uh, put together. They wanted to kind of hit the ground running. Um, not hit the ground running. They wanted to be up to speed when they got to this cause they knew it'd be important. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and that makes sense. They want to have this established world.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, um, and they also had a lot of time to work on it. Um Adult Swim did not give them the go ahead for season 2 mm-hmm. in the kind of the normal, you know, they they mentioned like season 9 would have been the typical time. Yeah. For that and they didn't find out about it for a long time. Uh so they had quite a bit of time to work. And the network also had a lot of notes. Uh the biggest problem they had was with the boys. Um, yeah. they did not feel like Hank and Dean had distinct enough personalities. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, there, So they're like, we have to address the
0: boys. Yes. You know, and up to that point, the boys themselves were kind of always consciously an afterthought. The, kind of the the fact that it was called the Venture Brothers was a bit of a joke for them because the main character was always Dr. Venture. It was always Rusty. Right. Yeah. You know.
1: And Dr. Ha- Doc Hammer, Dr. Hammer, <laughs> uh, Hammer MD on the commentary talks about how you wanted to go with that. Like yeah. just Brock and Doc show. Mm hmm. You know, and he's like way into it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad they didn't do that. I really love the boys. Yes. Uh, but, you know, the idea that they had to do that and they actually, you know, them, the idea of this work uh, doing anything to kind of bow to network pressure is really weird uh-huh. because it feels so singular and like uncompromised. Mm hmm. Um, even though this is a compromise for the better
0: yeah it's i mean it's funny because yeah it doesn't seem like something they would that they would do and also whenever you think of pressure from the network it's always to compromise and make something worse no like it was a it was a better decision it was a good call to differentiate them some more to make them into actual characters because a thing about actual characters is uh they can they can say better jokes (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and you can carry you. You can you can have stakes. Yeah, which lead not only to, to emotional things but also to better jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, the animation and background child uh, style changed a little bit. Originally, you know, in the pilot, they had those painterly '60s back backdrops. Uh, public was told you can't do that um, on mm-hmm. the schedule. that you have so they started putting the black outlines around things like a comic book Mm -hmm. and he started working away from that yeah um with this getting like better painters um he says that season three is when it really came into its own yes for this um and the book if you want to hear jackson public talk a lot about storyboarding Mm -hmm. uh that that man admires a storyboarder
0: yes he does yeah yeah he just talked because
1: it's you know it's a tough
0: job Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's it's hard like uh, storyboarding is uh communication right Mm -hmm. yeah no Mm -hmm. and uh the art book is especially good because like especially at around this point it goes away from being like concept art and kind of stuff and it's like hey like here's a pose sheet from this thing you actually get storyboards um and the and the uh, uh, more so in the art book starting on season two here including uh storyboards from this uh from this excellent opening montage
1: I love the opening for this. This is one of my favorite openings they've done. (laughs) Um, This kind of cold open before the credits. Yeah. Um, It's just a montage getting us up to speed with the aftermath of the boys. Yes. Um, You know, Brock is digging a grave. Uh, Dr. Orpheus is very upset. Billy gives J.J. uh, Jr. a robotic (laughs) hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Phantom Loom is creeping in Dr. Girlfriend. The monarch is in prison. Uh, there's a part where he, like, a butterfly lands and he eats it. Uh-huh. Which always surprises me. I always forget that. Um, and during this, uh, Rusty steals the X-1 and he is going to go discover himself uh, in the wake of this.
0: I need to go and live my own life. He has
1: to go live his own life without the boys. I uh, get the sense that this happens from time to time. When what we know. But this is, this is sent, to a, sent to a song called Everybody's Free to Feel Good uh, by Rosalis. Mm-hmm. Or Rolazas? Uh, and remixed by Aquagen. Yeah. Um and there was like a little story here where like they did this, the Cartoon Network told them, "Hey, we don't have the budget for that." Mm-hmm. Um so Doc Hammer had to do an overnight to write a new song with the same tempo and like crescendos at the same spot yeah yeah and then when he sent it to the network they're like no no i guess we'll just pay for the song
0: (laughs) that's way worse it was it was one eighth of the episode's production budget and like yeah you know it's funny because when that song hits the you know it like it's reaching towards its climax as as rusty is going and you know like training at a monastery and Brock is chasing after him. Like he ends up in an opium den. He's growing yeah. a beard and all of that. That then like, begins. Yeah. And and it and it it climaxes uh uh the song does and turns into like a dance number as we get to where he ultimately where Rusty ultimately ended up, which is at a rave. Like he's in the, his speed The rave wipe is
1: so good. <laughs> Uh like him with his beard and his, his pacifier <laughs> uh, got, and stuff.
0: He's got the, he's got a binky and sun and su- a sun visor on and he doesn't want to you know. go. He doesn't want to go back to his responsibilities because they've got the feel-good pills here.
1: Yeah, he wants to stay with and the delivery here that James Rabannock does is so good. uh uh-huh. Like Brock, you know, you gotta deal with the boys. <laughs> piling up. And him just be like, This is my family now. Her uh-huh. name is Sky and we're gonna have a child, please.
0: <laughs> like I want their feel good candy.
1: <laughs> yeah. The new family and their feel good candy. It's one of my favorite James or Baniac deliveries on uh, this. But uh Brock trinks them. Yeah. And yeah. we get this new intro sequence with the fake out that this is <laughs> gonna be the Venture Brothers, Rusty, and JJ. Uh featuring Dr. Orpheus, Brock, and Helper. Yep. Um I love it when they fuck with the intro. Yep. Uh it's such a good, such a good
0: joke. I also just it's love giving good. helper top billing when they, they have no idea how to use him. He's not in the episode. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, he doesn't factor in oh it's so good uh so we have jj here it opens up with him in the lab we have jj with his new voice uh he is not uh just james Urbaniac doing a sinister voice It's like ah rusty you know
1: we're the venture brothers yeah you know, he's, he's kind of like uh the, his dad's voice <laughs> um and R- rusty is just very protective of his stuff like you're using my equipment my mm-hmm. lab um and he's specifically resentful because while he was gone, uh, he did a bunch of his government contracts that came in. They mm-hmm. addressed the Dr. Venture and he got two doctorates. Yeah. So he decided to take it over. Um, there's a part where he he does this like bitty bitty thing to him. Yeah. This is a reference to Buck Rogers. And I had no idea what this was until I started researching it. Oh yeah. Twiggy. Oh, you didn't um, know Twiggy. Yeah. I did not know Twiggy. Oh. Um, yeah, I had no idea about a Twiggy. Yeah. Uh, so it is, a uh, who or what? Is a tweak? What is an Urkel? The, um, <laughs> so this was this was really strange to me when mm-hmm. I first saw it. I was like, was why like, is he doing Is
0: that? he is he making is he trying to like is he implying that JJ has a stutter? Like like what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's,
1: it's very strange. Um <laughs> but he just has two contracts left. Um a teleporter and a sound that kills. <laughs> uh the sound that kills uh and dubs on the killing sound. Um <laughs> according to the wiki is a reference to a nick fury comic uh Maybe. i think that it's probably a lot of sounds that kill
0: yeah and you know, the brown note stuff like that it's a it's yeah. a thing uh,
1: yeah, the wiki's a little bit uh horny with
0: like yeah i got i got, got, got a bit of a hair trigger on that um but uh you know uh, jj calls dibs on the on the on the sound that kills and leaves the teleporter job to rusty um however the teleporter is like halfway done so you know yes <laughs> Uh, cut over uh, you to your uh, staff
1: is working on it.
0: Yeah. The manufacturing wing. <laughs> Wait a minute, I've got a staff, <laughs>
1: I've got a manufacturing wing. Um, cut over to Dr. O, who is beating himself up. Yeah, you know, basically blames himself for the death of the kids, they were his ward, you know. And uh, Brock is working on the car,
0: Brock doesn't give a shit, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like, I why why doesn't Brock explain this to him because like eventually he you know he calls out uh rusty for you know for for dicking around with him you know yeah
1: but, wait I think uh. it's just because they wait until the clones are done and then just say they never died
0: oh yeah I you know suppose, they're just not so, yeah. ready
1: to to move on from there's
0: it. an omerta yeah
1: yeah but there, there's like a this is you know a little bit where he's like you know fine I hate you Be hungry <laughs> think about making grilled cheese uh, real
0: good <laughs> so blasé about it
1: and Dr. Orpheus is like, You may not know that I'm, a, you know, my trade, I'm a necromancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brock's like, Does that mean you have sex with dead people? No, 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 that's necrophile. I'm going to bring the boys back to life. I just need to get their souls. Uh, starting his little, his little plot.
0: Yes. There. Yeah. Uh, so Rusty <laughs> goes to the manufacturing mm-hmm. wing, uh, which he didn't know was active, uh, to see his staff that he didn't know that he has. These are people, like, beloved figures from his childhood that he just doesn't remember. Uh, we, got, we, got, we got Hector and Swifty.
1: <laughs> I love uh, Hector and Swifty so much. Um,
0: Hector's just so enthusiastic. He has no idea how fucked he is.
1: It's very similar. There's a, uh, this is voiced by Brendan Small. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a character he does on Comedy Bang Bang. Uh-huh. He does two people who who work together like a, a musician, mm-hmm. musicians, and his Switi voice is just that voice. Yeah, um, I can't remember the name, but Switi's an old boxer <laughs> who just kind of mumbles the whole time. Like, <laughs> I don't
0: feel so good. <laughs> <at not laughs> so I, used, I used to be pretty. I used to more.
1: be <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's really, really
0: good. You know, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's got a skull rattle. He's got terrible CTE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, and I love I love this Hector bit like the flashback.
0: Uh-huh. He's like, "Oh, he's such a kidder."
1: And they do this flashback to the adventure and it's just it's perfectly done. Like uh-huh. the spear being thrown at Dr. you know, Dr. Venture senior, him holding up the calendar and according like, to this mind calendar, Today is your lucky day. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, that brown boy saved. Your life. Can we like can we keep him, Pa? <laughs> incredible. Like and, just really really good. And, and, uh, and Hector... they also fight a nazi who's controlling yeti's at some point. Uh-huh. Um it's just like what are these Getty Nazi Getty monster
0: yeah they uh, they're just a few of those like just little cutaway gags that are that that imply just a fully rich uh just I love it mm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but I also love that this this was literally Rusty's sidekick, you know in and, and you know if we're mapping this onto Johnny quest, uh Hector would be his Hachi, right yeah um yep, yep. but rusty not only doesn't remember him and has neglected to you know really give him anything to do for all these years that he supposedly has been drawing a paycheck uh rusty as hector approaches thinks that they're there to mug him because rusty's a terrible prejudiced person
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he's a racist yeah uh the um so jj's uh girlfriend show up to take him to sp- Spider Skull Island. Um, I love Jonas Bender Jr. as this ultimate poon hound. Uh huh. Like just like just doing threesomes. Like as soon <laughs> as he has the robotic arm, he's just like yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm fucking. I'm a I'm a stud. Yeah. Uh, here. Uh, so Rusty, you know, obviously a monster. He immediately hi- uh, fires Hector and Swifty.
0: <laughs> Hector didn't know that there was a door, uh, like out. He, he yeah. Did. Or that
1: his dad was dead. And he's yeah. Like, oh, it's been thirty years. He goes thirty years. I'm forty five. <laughs>
0: I, it's <laughs> just very in this improbable purgatory oh god my life no yeah it's, it's very sad <laughs> yeah uh so rusty is furious because the teleporter is on um and it, it, that that probably accounts for the power bill he figures oh halfway done this is probably fine we'll just put some baby blue enamel on that or something yeah to <laughs> so
1: <it's> the army <laughs> yeah uh so he uses it and this causes a power outage Uh, And discombobulates him across three rooms. Yep. Um, So his legs are sticking out of the TV, his head and torso are in the lab, and his arm, he thinks, is in the bathroom.
0: Yes, because he feels sludge. We won't see that until the post-credits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So we cut over to the Monarch subplot, which makes me laugh despite some unfortunate notes. Yep. Um, I do not like that it is we are introduced to King Gorilla uh, attempting to sexually assault him. Nope um and it's played for comedy like just Mm -hmm. like dude what are you doing yeah you know i thought we were cool like that's not the kind of thing you do
0: did you bring me to your cell yeah
1: yeah you know and it's 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 not great uh Mm -hmm. there um there are later king gorilla rough chuckles like everything with the tarzans i think is very funny even though it's also implied grossness, like yeah. getting a Tarzan, like smuggling a Tarzan, a singular Tarzan collective yeah. noun into a prison is very funny to the, me. And the... Tarzapan is very funny, <laughs> even if it is, you know, again, yeah, like, that's a sexual assault joke. Like I don't it's, care for that. Yeah. But also collecting and being sexually attracted just to Tarzans <laughs> is d- funny to d- me.
0: D- just an offering of Tarzans. Yeah. Yeah. You need know, them. some
1: Tarzans. It. He has like a terrarium <laughs>
0: yeah. of
1: Tarzans. Like, I think that's pretty funny.
0: We have reached the point where the word Tarzan has no meaning to me anymore.
1: Yeah. Which is, you know, nonsense.
0: <laughs> uh, so that part
1: is gross. Uh, but then he walks away. They, they play the music from Oz <laughs> as he's gathering up materials from other prisoners. Um, and then he has Tiny Joseph um, <laughs> right on a micro dot, which mm-hmm. is a real thing. Yeah. Um, Spycraft They stuff. hide messages in a period. Mm -hmm. Um, something which is pretty cool spy stuff Mm -hmm. and sends out on a butterfly Um, this is where he says you know you're allowed to keep this because it will rehabilitate you and Mm -hmm. King Gorilla has his tarzan.
0: yes you know he sends sends the butterfly away let the beating of your wings ignite the hurricane that is my second coming Uh, Mm -hmm. but of course tiny eagle who was only alluded to in tag sail you're it uh, swoops down in his little eagle plane and uh, intercepts the uh, the message for the guild
1: uh dr orpheus is wandering through the afterlife um here looking for the boys and he finds like a floor of faces uh-huh i uh, hear i love the the, the way the afterworld looks in this um and the, the, he's got a, a caesar helmet and he says you're the guard for the great caesar and the other guy is like no nah, you choked while at a costume party <laughs> you're a liar that's why you're in hell you're such a liar uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: just li- again just literally two dipshits one 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 to be hammer one one for public yeah yeah
1: uh and Dr. Orpheus has the a drawing of the boys on his palms mm-hmm. uh, from something wicked this way comes, yeah, and
0: even refers to Hank uh, as being toe headed,
1: yeah. yeah yep, uh nice little bit, but he can't find the souls right. um he goes back to the real world and he's just like really upset, like you know you don't how you lose a soul, mm-hmm. you know you can't just can't just do this, and Triana is not having it, no. Um, there's no real jokes here. She's just hysterical.
0: <laughs> she she's just really, really upset with the idea of, of of these friends, you know, these boys that she came to know coming back as zombies. Like this is yeah, this is heinous. He's like, well, they're not zombies.
1: They'll be resurrected. That's a body without a soul. And she, you'd think that Triana would know this. Like, you yeah. kind of think, you know, being the necromancer's daughter.
0: Yeah. I, I think that he's, he, shelter, he shelters ding, ding. <laughs> he shelters her from mm-hmm. a bunch of this. Like, you know, w- w- what Dr. Orpheus does with her closet is not that great either.
1: So. Yeah. yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the only man who could ever reach me,
0: raise me. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: So the doorbell rings as he's chanting the incantation. And he walks away. He says, you know, don't touch anything. You can accidentally make the cat huge or something. Uh <laughs> and there are the slimy slug body Venture Brothers. Yep. Outside. One of them asks for a milkshake.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they they can they can barely speak. They, they it's implied imply that they can't really, you know, see or hear anything. They just kind of like grope around blindly. They're they they do not really have like skin. Yeah, no, there's like real like you know sciencey um Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he thinks that they're thinks that they're zombies so he goes to rusty who again is rusty's in the wall for the entire episode which is really funny
1: there's and you know doc hammer who i like don't always you know agree with the things that he thinks are the funniest or least funny parts of his episodes Uh uh-huh uh thinks the funniest bit is brock moving the tv in because it has legs to put (laughs) it it would solve
0: the problem
1: (laughs) And that is really good because because bra- you know Doc calls him out on. He's like I don't know what to do here, Doc. I'm trying. <laughs> it's just like like it might be nice to have them together. Is very funny to yeah. me. <laughs> it's really good.
0: Oh man! In, in the commentary, they joke about like, but how did he get back together? Can we show that? Like you know, I don't I don't know Flashback. if they yeah if they if they got flack for it or whatever. Uh, if we're not explaining yeah. how he got put back together um but uh you know so dr o is there begging for you know forgiveness i've, I've done this heinous thing you know it's like wait you saw you saw their bodies you know, saw them and made them a fucking milkshake uh, yeah. it's hilarious when uh dr o swears
1: it doesn't does not happen very often no um dr O's talisman starts glowing he can hear their souls you know he's like dean forgives you but hank Hank is quite cross. He's calling you a crumb bum. Or perhaps a crampon. <laughs> uh, and the the uh it's towards these computers that he's yeah. getting these readings from. Like Brock a... and Rusty know what, what's going on, and Brock's like, you yeah, know, Rusty stopped yanking his chain and he's like, I missed this way. <laughs>
0: Um, what was that when
1: dr orpheus tell he says and miss this like no way i'm not gonna miss (laughs) dr orpheus (laughs) when dr orpheus teleports in he teleports in through an ectoplasm portal in the ceiling Uh uh-huh it's weird i i don't know why
0: that happens (laughs) he can just walk through the door
1: yeah it just makes him real slimy and he lives there
0: Uh uh-huh and and brock takes exception he's like he's getting ectoplasm everywhere we need to stop him (laughs) let's just calm (laughs) him down it's a weird, it's a
1: weird touch. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes in this, we go to the monarch explaining his escape plan to uh, new villains. Always oh, really happy uh-huh. Uh huh. when we get some new villains. Good ones uh, here. here. Yeah, good ones. Uh, so he's talking to Tigerific, <laughs> who's going to rip the, the gate open. He's like, You can't do that. It's costume. It's all the costume. He's like, what? You know, you don't have tiger powers. You weren't raised by tigers like Mowgli. <laughs> this is Mowgli. And his wolves, and still no, <laughs> uh, you know, really uh, sharp, quick dialogue back and forth.
0: You have to, um, you have to feel pretty kind of bad for, for for Tigerific if all of his powers come from his suit, and he is in here with people who have superpowers naturally, like a Tigerific in a in, in a world with a king gorilla. Yeah,
1: yeah, or I mean, it's one step up from Shameface. <laughs> what? Um, Shameface, the guy with the uh, the chemical burns all over his face.
0: Oh yeah, yeah
1: who just doesn't seem to do anything <laughs> um and then there's a uh, mr mondays here who is based on calendar man uh-huh. Uh from the batman mythos uh who is just a dandy who loves mondays uh-huh and wants to be the the the, the president of calendars yes. in this new syndicate new that you're making
0: i want to be the king of calendars
1: <laughs> yeah just uh real real good and then we get white noise white who, noise which is, is a great, my favorite <laughs> yeah white noise is a great like visual pun yeah well
0: he's he's, he's just a you know a human shaped static area of uh of television static he got that way in a tragic and life-altering uh television repair accident uh yeah really but, really good but you know he's not just called white noise because he's television static he's also a white nationalist <laughs> he doesn't yeah. want their little group to be racially integrated <laughs>
1: <laughs> just you know you, you, you work with the tools you got monarch <laughs> uh yeah i i, I love uh, he doesn't show up very often no, no it just looks cool that he's just static on the screen uh-huh. next to everybody like it looks really neat yeah um really really good uh, monarch says this is worse than my old henchmen. so we cut over to a henchmen support group uh <laughs> meeting lo- Twenty one and 24 are there
0: yeah i love i love getting gary and 24 out of their costumes
1: they, they're very funny like the mm-hmm. way that they look yeah uh, you know Gary uh, has a pork chop sandwiches T-shirt, mm-hmm. Fensler film uh, kind of thing. The uh, and they're they're overhearing a guy who used to be a, a henchman to Crymo Dial, <laughs> which is also a really great.
0: The, man, the villains yeah he's this. half lizard like he's talking yeah. about just like oh you know captain sunshine he you know and i had to hand over had to hand over wonder boy again laying track for that um and uh gary has completely missed missed the point of the support group like he you know he chimes in to you know offer some kind words of support and stuff but he thinks that this isn't about like stopping henching and going to being a normal person he thinks it's about about like stopping henching to become super villains he's like oh i could be the viceroy
1: like, <laughs> yeah, like how when the queen bee dies mm-hmm. and they have to, the, the soldier has to take the royal jelly, yeah. to become the new queen. Uh, and he he meets uh, uh, 21 or 20, uh, 24, 24, yeah. 24, yeah, uh, here, uh, who recognizes him from his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of give each other
0: shit. I thought you know, we like, learned 24's name, but we never do, yeah, yeah, uh, Gary just... and 24, yeah.
1: I love, I love them, the digs i can see each other he's like look at you all kevin smith <laughs> beard is not a substitute for a jawline uh,
0: <laughs> dude you totally look like seinfeld with a unibrow
1: <laughs> uh, uh, this, this is this is real good Them getting back together and just gonna lay track for the uh the next episode yeah um there Back in prison, we get one of my, again, favorite scenes, even if it does have the unfortunate odor of uh, implied sexual assault in it.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Where the Phantom Limb is putting pressure on King Gorilla not to help the monarch escape. Yeah. And like, all of this, it's so quick. Uh huh. Like, he's just like, you just hung me out to drive. What well, we, we, we we do? You sodomize Vince Neal on TV.
0: Well, you ripped him goes, in half. Sodomized.
1: <laughs> you know, he says you sodomize him. Then he goes, I, I, I only sodomized half of them. They wanted the surreal life. KG gave him the surreal life. <laughs> <laughs> Which that is, it's like very funny. Yeah. Like, just because yeah, I don't know if any people listening to this know that show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The idea was they just got a bunch of has been shitty weirdo stars together to be horrible.
0: Yeah. Just like, oh, like, and well, idea, like, what, what have we made Vern Troyer and somebody who is less famous than Vern Troyer live in a house?
1: yeah yeah and, and the idea of king gorilla in this role being in that and being uh-huh. like you know fuck this shit
0: yeah uh is I'm very gonna, funny i'm dude. gonna rip vince neil in half motley cruz sucks dude
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh and then uh he, he's like Phantom Lim is like, you know, well of course you you know you don't bow to pressure. I baked you a cake. Mm-hmm. Um he looks at the cake and it's shaped like a person it says happy <laughs> birthday king gorilla it has like candles. Uh-huh. And he sniffs, he goes, that marzipan? He goes, try tarzipan. <laughs> yeah. And the idea of a Tarzan Marzipan mm-hmm. toe is just so tickles me so good. Yeah. Sneaking in an individual Tarzan. <laughs>
0: Very and yet that. again, an individual Tarzan is funny because it implies multiple Tarzans.
1: It's like Dracula's or Frankenstein's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good though. Try Tarzapan. <laughs> it's very funny to me. <laughs> oh,
0: so back at the compound, uh, Rusty's explaining.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Uh, real quick, there's a good part in the uh, the commentary. Where they're talking about, uh, you know, them having openly gay characters on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about the Alchemist, they talk about King Gorilla and stuff. And this is the first openly gay character, and they're talking about Colonel Gentleman, and they're <laughs> just saying how he's so above sex, and they're all, everyone's doing the voice. <laughs> he's just like, "Yes, I'm making love to Kiki. It doesn't make me gay. It makes me smart. Look at him. Uh, which <laughs> look at him he's beautiful. Like that made me laugh really hard. That made was, the commentary worth it,
0: it to me. It, yeah, if his if his skin was any prettier, I'd eat him. Like,
1: yeah." <laughs> which (laughs) just like
0: it's a it's a perfect
1: sandwich then have sex with the sandwich
0: yeah i mean it's it's Uh, a it's a perfect summation because like the thing that's fun about colonel gentleman is the fact that he is so he's just beyond everything like he's so confident yeah
1: yeah that kind of hyper confidence is very (laughs) funny um that made the commentary worth it to me
0: uh, but yeah uh to 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 get to, to cut back to the to, to the compound and the explanation of what's going on with the boys like hey these aren't zombies what's happening is you know these are clones you know several years back rusty uh, created an army of these clone slugs uh from some mm-hmm. uh, fingernail clippings um the boys consciousness are, is backed up every night when they um sleep in their in their in their beds their, their little learning beds um and it goes to this uh goes to this computer bank the reason why dr orpheus can't find the souls is because they're in the it's it's, like whatever passes for that is in the computers
1: (laughs) yeah would you believe that this is what's happening in the x-men comics right now
0: really uh
1: charles xavier has this now for everybody so like when an x-men dies they can bring him back to life because he has a backup of their brain
0: i mean it's i mean it's not the dumbest thing that's happened in an x-men comic but
1: it's just, it's very strange. Like, yeah. I was just like, when I was seeing that, I was like, oh, it's like the Venture Brothers with the uh-huh. learning bed. Yeah. Like, he takes, like, Professor Xavier takes backups.
0: Right. Creating, you
1: know, of every mutant on Earth. Like, every, you know, week or something. Like,
0: through Cerebro
1: or something? I think, you know, he wears Cerebro all the time now. There's something going on with that comic, and it got involved in a crossover, and it kind of fell off.
0: Oh, yeah. But yeah.
1: something sinister is happening. I don't know exactly what.
0: Right, right. Huh. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Anywho, uh, you know, he does this and it's the Dr. O. Rusty magic science, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, debate here, um, here, uh, at some point he says, you know, what, how many times this happened? And Brock's like 14 times. And we get the, the death montage, <laughs> uh, which is a very, you know, in the, the commentary, James Urbaniak calls it a gif-a-palooza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which <is really> funny.
0: <laughs> Just our, our gift to avatars everywhere. Is yeah. just it's all just these very simple one gag scenes of the kids dying, sometimes horribly mm-hmm. graphically, like when they're riding their bikes along the road and they they, they pass under a clothesline and get decapitated.
1: Yeah, well, and I love uh, the like, we don't get to see the adventure part of it. Like at uh-huh. one point, Doc turns into a werewolf and <laughs> kills them. And it's We're like so we don't get to ever see Doc so into a werewolf. B- it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also like in the commentary, there's one of them that they cut, the Jackson Public had, uh, mm-hmm. where it would be them, the boys like nervously stepping, mm-hmm. like trying to get around something and they would pan back and they'd be between a Pegasus and a unicorn <laughs> that were <laughs> threatening them. <laughs> that's very funny to me as well. It's really good. I wish good. that stayed in. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I know uh, that's in the
1: commentary or the book. It's but, in
0: the book. It's in the book. Where that uh, way. Is. very funny. Yeah. Um, but just there's like there's
1: also one where they just fall into a spike trap and he's like that's we remember when we had the and they both point where they both grew a mustache <laughs>
0: which is the uh, thing here. that two like two grown dudes who weren't together would do like let's grow mustaches yeah. here for a while
1: <laughs> well the the weird thing so that the, the uh, wiki was like Oh, it's a reference to the recording of Sgt. Pepper's. No, and I was like, okay, Wiki. Well, okay. no, and then uh, it is low key that though. In the book, they talk about it's a low key oh. Beatles reference.
0: Yeah, it's like and oh, I'm these like, unfortunate fuck, things. But like, I don't know. I
1: don't I've, know I've, that. I've,
0: I've done. I've done mustache packs with people.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it sounds me and me and a bunch of my friends went to my friend Eric's wedding. And we all grew mustaches for us. Uh-huh. So we look like shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, we all we want to be your gross, fucking, fat, slimy mustache.
0: Friends.
1: <laughs> Take that, Eric. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it is a very dude thing. I liked it a lot more when it wasn't confirmed that it was a Beatles yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, so, uh, I love Hank jumping off the roof uh jumping off the roof while dressed as Batman thinking an umbrella will slow his fall.
1: Really really good. Um the the mutual William Tell is very funny.
0: With compound bows. Uh,
1: like yeah, compound bows. Got, like draw, to to like the draw pulleys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's very good. Um, yeah this is this is this is wonderful Um, there's multiple (laughs) times where you know only one of the kids dies which might explain the circumcision the creepy Mm -hmm. dog dork yeah uh, kind of thing the wiki also has a theory that when one of them dies and the other one doesn't uh, Brock has to kill
0: they they Uh, overanalyze a joke because like when um, uh, oh gosh uh, like Hank's like oh so what would you do and then Brock yeah yeah he's got the serum like how would you kill me like oh you know you're in your sleep I snap your neck like have you done this before And, and Brock's says yes, I, th- I think that you thought about it before. Y- y- oh, okay, huh?
1: Yeah, he says yeah. you have thought about this. He goes, yes, I have. Yeah, um, and they think that it's he's actually done it. In fairness, I don't know what they would do if just one of them died, but they could just wait until the other one died.
0: The other theory that you they know? have is that, like in season five, they introduce memory wipes, so they can just wipe the memory. Yeah. But
1: yeah, either or. Yeah, um, just you know the like wikis not being great in general. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, but but there's also parody because like we have Hank jumping off the roof while dressed as Batman. We have Dean running with scissors.
1: So yeah, yep, yep.
0: yeah,
1: Um, Super good. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, if you have a yeah. clumsy child, you make him wear a helmet. If you have a death-prone child, if you have death-prone children, you keep a few clones around, which is um, really, a, really, really it's good. practical.
1: Yeah. This is flashing forward, but I just absolutely fucking adore that the season, uh, the season three ends with the clones being destroyed. Right. Like, this being not a stat, like, this is a clever metatextual thing to keep a status quo mm-hmm. for an, a kid's adventure cartoon. Like, you watch a Johnny Quest, you're like, that kid would die many times over. Yeah. And clones kind of like, and then the higher order thinking is like, what if we can't use that safety net? Yeah. You know, shit, they have to grow up. <laughs> Well, I, I, I love that they do that.
0: I love that they're 16, but like their documents uh, show that they should be 19 because, yeah. <laughs> because they lose time because <laughs> it's always being reset. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> um, so uh, back at the the prison, it's time for the night count and the monarch breaks out. He's got a homemade uh, version of his suit made out of license plates and jumpsuits and mm-hmm. such. And all of his accomplices uh, stay in their cells they know Salem. Yes. Um, because they were paid off by the guild.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and King Gorilla, after initially giving the cold shoulder, eventually um, decides to help. He has like this crisis of conscience and he goes and he rips a toilet off the wall, spraying shit everywhere. That's not how toilets work. The point of the toilet is for mm-hmm. the shit to go away. Um, yeah. <laughs> but King Gorilla has decided to help him because he can't stand in the way of true love. Like King Gorilla, for all of his faults, you know it actually does a solid here is like you know you you need to go and get dr girlfriend back because i know that you love love her
1: yeah well he he says specifically like this isn't about the guild this is phantom limb being a dick yes trying to get me out of the picture mm-hmm. um in his little he made his own little versions of the shooters and he shoots like just stuff you'd find around the prison but also <laughs> shoots tiny joseph as a bullet yeah. <laughs> uh, which you know that what a, what a kick in the teeth yeah that is to him
0: to be used um, as ammo
1: he basically gets stuffed down in the toilet in, like, a Shawshank. Yeah. And he explains to him he's going to have to do the Shawshank crawl. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, so he's out. He's so out. So they accomplish their things. The boys are back, and the monarch's out of jail.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> the boys wander in on uh, Rusty explaining what's going on with them. They're still unformed, unable to speak or see, but it is so baked into them to do the, co- the go team venture. Uh, but they just say, go team. Run. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, love, I love Rusty. <laughs>
1: saying brock like broccoli, like, oh they're not done yet put them back he's like i hate touching them like that <laughs> they're like stretch, stretch arms armstrongs <laughs> it's so gross yeah like, their bones are only kind of formed
0: they've got the good good uh good, very good uh uh like uh, uh gosh like similes or whatever comparisons because in the finale oh like it's like shaking hand with the, with the chicken a chicken dinner, dinner. Yeah. yeah
1: very good yeah um i uh, the commentary i was like why couldn't we show clone dork <laughs> uh, which i like, I like that line. For the yeah
0: bit. they've got little sensor bars over their dinguses yeah.
1: So. yeah uh and that's that's the end of the episode we get a pretty inconsequential uh post-credit scene yeah where the monarch pops out of his sewer pipe and that's where rusty is
0: yeah he There's
1: thinks he's been outside he's been he thinks he's in the bathroom mm-hmm. but he's actually been rooting around in doing yeah. shit
0: yeah in the, the open prison air shit. sewage that drains from the oh. yeah
1: yeah from the prison mm-hmm yeah,
0: good app good app love it super dense yeah. lots of good jokes
1: yeah uh and even things you know again i promise it won't be the theme of the show all the time mm-hmm. but there are things that are like the the kind of non-politically correct jokes in this that i can't deny made me laugh or make me laugh now mm-hmm. like when tiny joseph is like they don't really use microdot on the outside and the monarch says well they don't use pictures of macaulay culkin as currency either mm-hmm. like When I was a kid, or not when I was a kid, when I was a (laughs) 26-year-old man, uh, and first saw that, like, I was, like, one of my favorite jokes in this episode. Mm -hmm. It, like, happened so quick. It's, like, fired, you know, really fast. And, like, it's a joke about something disgusting. And now I don't find that nearly as funny. Mm -hmm. But it definitely, at the time, uh, had an audience.
0: Yeah. Which was me. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, So. But that's the thing about when jokes are quick, is that if one of them lands sour, you know, there's probably going to be. It's true plenty of good ones yeah. coming out coming what after
1: mean? it yeah let it go and and scoot down to the next joke yep um the uh so we're we're starting the next next season we're gonna be doing the rest of these uh, as we mentioned uh, i think they all have commentaries mm-hmm. um we have a few guests line up for this season i'm still getting that finalized mm-hmm. but it's going to be like last season we're gonna have three guests and that's probably how i'm going to do it for the foreseeable yeah uh i think as, as guest meister
0: uh, seems reasonable network. to me
1: yeah yeah it's about it's about what i what i want to do um so look forward to that mm-hmm. if you like this show uh you can get episodes a week early by supporting us at patreon if you go to mm-hmm. patreon.com slash duck tv and uh you can also leave us a rating review on apple podcast or podcast addict
0: please great please do yeah, yeah. uh you, you took all the admin stuff buddy
1: i did i have to lay down because my back is destroying
0: my muscle in
1: my back it's not as bad as like last time or whatever but it uh it means i'm standing in an awkward position Uh huh. and would like to lay down
0: yeah so well yeah, let's that's where well, it comes from. let's do the go team venture and let you go do that thanks uh go, go team, team venture, venture.